So just to share a, a few words uh, leading up to Hanukkah. The Benish Chai tells us a fascinating opportunity that we have coming up. He says, we'll quote the Benish Chai Zatzal, he says, Ki ha'or ha-meyer He says, the light that comes about through the flames of the Hanukkah licht, through the Menorah, Hainu ha'or ha-gonuz, it's connected to the hidden light, Shabar HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Hashem made from the time of creation, which has the strength to help, to save, and the light that we have from Neiros Hanukkah is connected to the light that Hashem sets aside for the tzaddikim in Olam Haba. It's like this, it's like this perfect light. It's this light of, of healing. And the Ben Chai says, therefore, Yochol Kol Adam, every single person is able, Al Yidehis Bainanus Ubakasha, through contemplation and request, Lirais Nisim, to see miracles by focusing in on the nearest Hanukkah. Now, Hanukkah happens to be one of those Yom Tevim where everybody starts getting a little bit Hasidish, even the Litvaks, like they start warming up a little bit, start loosening up. There's something, something to the candles of Hanukkah, something to the, the flames of Hanukkah that we know is just, it's more. It's more than just. The, the saying the brachos, lighting the menorah, the mitzvah itself, we know there's something that's, that's uh, far beyond that. And as we're going to see shortly, the, the tzaddikim and the sarim akadoshim, they, they really request of us to not lose the opportunity that we have on donuts and chocolate and everything else. Like it's Hanukkah, it's Hanukkah. The opportunities that we have, I saw a... A, I found to be hysterical, but it's, it's a fascinating story that's connected to Hanukkah that took place recently. I don't know whether it was last year or two years ago. Said over by Rav Chaim Victor Alush. He's, uh, he has a kail in Eretz Yisrael. He's, he has a kail for... M- most of the people in his kail did not grow up religious. So he says one day there was one of the kail guys comes in. He looked very, very down. Looked very down. And um, he's trying to get out of him what's going on. He wouldn't say anything. Okay. One day, two days, three days. He says, finally one day, he's like, listen. He's like, tells this guy in his kale. He says, you look terrible. <laughs> you look terrible. You're not going home today until you tell me what's going on. I got to help you. I got to help you. It's, it's terrible. Okay. So now this guy's stuck. Yeah. Either he tells his Rosh Kolel or uh, he's not coming back tomorrow. So he tells him the following. He says, before I was in your Kolel and before I even knew much about Torah and mitzvot, I was an avid motorcyclist. My thing was motorcycles. I was never up to like major trouble. But his, his, his hobby, his passion was his motorcycle. And he says, every Friday, we don't have colo. So every Friday, I take my motorcycle, I take it out, and I head near the beach, and I just get going. I just let everything out. I just, that's, that's, that's how I connect. That's how I connect to everything. That's how I connect to myself. That's how I connect to Hashem. That's how I connect to the world. It's, everything's my motorcycle. And a couple weeks ago, it was a Friday, and I was playing around on my motorcycle. And I was doing all sorts of shtick. And 
I was doing it in the middle of the street. And a shoter, a police officer, wanted to pull me over because I was doing some things that weren't so safe in the middle of, a, middle of the street. You know, he was having a good time. And he tells his Rosh Kohl, he says, I thought to myself, you know, I got my helmet on and all my gear, and I thought to myself, you know, I've been doing, if the guy catches me, it's Chil Hashem. Pulls me over and he, I have to take off my helmet, he sees my payas now and my beard. So I decided, you know what, I'm so, this guy ain't catching me. It's not, it's going to be Chil, I have to choose between whether Chil Hashem, he's like, instead of being Chil Hashem, I'll, uh, you know, I'll hit the road, I'll get out of here. Okay, so he starts going. And this cop starts chasing him in his car. He's like, this is a joke. This is a joke. They, they, they have no chance. They have no chance. He says, within a minute and a half, I'm looking in the rearview mirror of my motorcycle. There's five cops on motorcycles, three police cars, and two Jeeps. They're all chasing me, and I'm out there my motor, just trying to get away from this one guy. And I'm like, okay, now I'm in too far. Like, what are you going to do? I already ran away from the guy. I was like, you know what? I'm good enough, I'll take him to school. I'll show him how this works. And he keeps going. And he's going, they see, he said he got to a point where they set up a barricade and that didn't disturb him either. He, was, he, he knew how to just use his cycle and he was able to hop over one and go around the other. And at this point, he's having a lot of fun. Why? He doesn't want to make a chil Hashem. He doesn't make a chil Hashem. He says, I got this. Like, he's totally confident. He, he's like, totally, like, this is... He's cool as a cucumber. He's totally, he's totally down with this whole thing. Fine. In the meantime, he's looking at his rearview mirror, and like now, forget it. There's like a whole minion coming. Like everybody's, everybody's coming at him. And he says, I started getting a little nervous. Started getting a little nervous. But primarily, he says, I knew there was a main highway about 15 minutes up in front. They're probably going to be running out of gas. I, might, I just filled up my cycle. I was fine. I got everything here. I was like, you know what? 20 minutes, I'm scot-free. Now for sure it's a Chol Hashem if they catch me. I'm going to keep going. So he keeps going. And he looks at his watch, and he, this is what he tells his Rosh Kail. I realized at this point, there was 10 minutes till candlelighting. And I still had 15 minutes until I was able to beat them out to the main highway and get out of there. And I now had to choose between... Driving my motorcycle after candlelighting, which I haven't done since I was Makabal Torah Mitzvahs, or now being caught. So he says, of course, Shabbat, Misparachad is number one over here. He says, I stopped my cycle, pulled off on the side, I picked up my hands, and they just, they crowd around him, they got their guns out, they got, they got he puts his hands up, and they bring him in. They bring him in. He's under arrest. Okay. He says, I looked up to, I looked up to the heavens and I said, He said, I said, God, listen, they're going to take me. I know it's going to end up being on Shabbat. I'm not going to do it. They'll open the door. I'm not going to open the door. He already knew the whole thing. He says, It'll be what it'll be. Whatever you set for me, I did this for Shabbat. I'll be Makabel, I'll accept whatever you, whatever you send my way on this. Okay. They sit him down, they bring him down to the, to the station. He's waiting for the detective to come in, to question him. The guy walks in, and he looks at him, he says, Manishma Moshe, 
Turns out, this officer that's supposed to be questioning him was a childhood friend before he became, you know, before he joined this kolal and became Shomer Torah Mitzvah. It was an old buddy of his. So he tells us, he's like, listen, he's like, this whole thing's like a whole, I, it was a mistake, and he tells the whole thing, and this and that. I wasn't trying to make trouble. I stood like a Chil Hashem, and then I was in too far. I didn't want to stop. I know it was stupid, whatever it was. He says, all right. He says, I get it. He knew him. He, knew, he says, listen, go home. He says, I'll have one of the guys drive you home. He says, I don't want to go home. He says, I'm forcing you to go home. <laughs> he had a few officers, like, put him back in a car and drive back home. He says, I want you, Motzei Shabbat, I need you back. He says, I need your word, Motzei Shabbat, you're coming back. He says, fine. It comes back, Motzei Shabbos, and there is a file. There's a file, a thick file of everything that he's up against. Besides for running away, putting police officers in danger, running through barricades, full speed when there's cars on the side. He was facing hundreds of thousands of fine, of shkolem and fines, plus years and years in the slammer. He was like, this was, this was this pasha, this wasn't simple. And they told him what's, you know, that, and they set a court date for him, and they, they let him go. They set a court date. And he's now in Kolo with this story, telling his Rosh Kailo, that's why I haven't looked good over the past few days. He says, I got a court date in about three weeks, and uh, I've got trouble. I've got trouble. So his Rosh Kailo, Rav Chaim Alush, he says, well, you're in luck. Because Hanukkah's in three days. Hanukkah's in three days. And the Svarim Akdashim teach us that Hanukkah is a time of Nisim. It's a time of miracles. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu could take care of anything. Hanukkah, you daven for it, you look at Hanukkah candles, you have the right kavanas. I don't know, I'm, unfortunately I'm not there yet. If you have the right kavanas, they have these incredible stories. I don't know if you've read about the Ribnitzer Rebbe. Ribnitzer Rebbe, he just passed away in, in the last couple of years. They have these wild stories with the Heliger Ribnitzer he had an event in Los Angeles and somebody brought him a, a preemie child that unfortunately one of the issues when they keep the child in the incubator is they keep the, the, the eyes closed and covered so that the light of the incubator gets too strong. It could cause, it could impact their eyes and for some reason something went wrong, that's what Rebbe determined. And this, the, the preemie was able to open his eyes and it ruined this child's eyesight. Child's young child and the, the parents came to the Ribnitzer Rebbe when he came to Los Angeles to ask the baby, to, to ask the Ribnitzer to help their child. So it's like wild stories. The Ribnitzer, it was Hanukkah. The Ribnitzer came to Los Angeles on Hanukkah. And the Ribnitzer uh, Rebbe, the way it goes, the way the, the, the parents tell over the story, the parents themselves tell over the story, said the Ribnitzer Rebbe um, told them to come back by candle lighting on Hanukkah when he was lighting candles. And after he lights candles, he places, he places the baby down. He stares at the Hanukkah candles and then stares at the baby's eyes. He stares at the Hanukkah candles, stares at the baby's eyes. Five minutes, ten minutes, he looks at the, he looks at the mother and he says, okay, he could see out of his right eye. And then he goes again, weiter, back and forth and back and forth. And then he says... The left eye is going to take a little bit of time, but it'll be okay. And two weeks later, the left eye started working. 
Now, I, I don't know who has the kaychus for this. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to do this, but this, the, the pairs of a sword, the Rebbe did. Why? The Rebbe Rebbe, who's tapped into the, to, to the miracles of Hanukkah, to the nearest Hanukkah, like the Benishchai. It's, it's wild, but the Benishchai tells us that the Or Haganos, the hidden light that the Benishchai made the whole world with, is somehow connected to nearest Hanukkah. Somehow, this, this incredible light that is, is all about the Shekhinah, is all about the Rabbani Shalom, is tapped in over here. So the Rosh Kail, Rav Alush, he says, listen, when the, by, by Neiris Hanukkah, he says, have Kavana, look at the lights. He says, yeah, he didn't tell him the story of the, of the Ribnitzer, but he says, you know, the, there's miracles that could happen through the Hanukkah, through the Hanukkah lift. And uh, daven for it. Look at the Hanukkah candles, spend time by the Hanukkah candles, and have the right Kavanas. I don't know what, exactly what he taught him. Fine. So that's what they do. He goes through Hanukkah. He was careful when there is Hanukkah. And uh, a few days after Hanukkah, the Reish Kael writes, he says, I was learning, I was learning in the Israelis and this guy, this guy in the Kael, who's, uh, who's got a court date, set up in a week later, he says he got a phone call from his uh, attorney. So a woman who, who, who he had hired to be as an attorney, she wanted to talk to him about a specific thing. And he lets her know it's all going to be okay because he took care of it at the nearest Hanukkah. Yeah, some, some uh, non-observant uh, 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 you know, Israeli attorney. She's like, you lost your mind. You're, you're like, eh? He says, no, nearest Hanukkah, Marish Kail taught me and this and that, the whole thing. Fine, Meshuggah. Comes the court date. Listen to this, it's wild. Comes the court date. The, the judge gets going and she calls up the prosecutor. The prosecutor reaches for his files and they're not there. The files are not there. Are you about the motorcycle files? Yeah, the motorcycle guy has his court date. The judge asked the prosecutor to come and bring the charges. So they can't find the papers. He pushed you, he can't find his papers. The entire team, they can't find their papers. So they postponed the day. So they postponed for two hours. They're waiting two hours because, of course, you know, the, you know it's not only people, oh, not only the prosecutor has it. That's obviously in the files of it. Garnished. Wiped clean. There's no files on the computer. There's no files anywhere. It, w- it was wild. Until it got to a point where the shofetes, the, the, the judge, the female judge, says, Tishma Adon Moshe, listen. This is America. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you. But nobody can find your files. And if there's nothing to prosecute with, I can't, you're innocent. Nothing to prosecute with. And that his woman attorney says to him, this is, I mean, you've been telling me this for the past week and a half, but this is also crazy. And he says, Arash Kolo told me, it's all about Neres Hanukkah. That's all it's about. It's, it's the Neres Hanukkah that can bring about these miracles. Now, these are, obviously, these are extreme, you know, it's an extreme story. It's extreme. It happened recently, but th- there's, a, there's a kayak, there's a power that's taking place in each of our homes when we have these Hanukkah candles. There's a power of, of, MS, there's a power of tshuva, there's a, there's a power of, of purity that we have an opportunity over the next eight days to really, uh, to really uh, tap into. And I, I was thinking over the past week when I was going through a lot of these sugyas and a lot of these, uh, this topic and a lot of the nyanim, it's like, you know, it, it, when you hear these kind of things, and really when you learn through the, when you learn through the sfarim, it kinds of make you just want to like light the candles, and now my home on Hanukkah, ah, we're going to sit by the candles and we're going to have the Shekhinah. We're going to daven for everybody and everybody's going to get a Shidduch and everybody's going to have a Yeshua and everybody's going to, and every miracle is going to take place. And then what's going to happen tomorrow night, uh, at least in my home probably, You're going to write right? all the things that you're thankful for. Like well, 
not necessarily tomorrow night. Maybe you will tomorrow night. I'll tell you what's going to happen in my home. Hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you what's going to happen in my home, Aliza. In my home, I'm going to want to, I'm going to, want to have a lot of kavana. And then my baby is going to come over with his chocolatey hands. And go, and be like, I'm staring at the candles. I'm, hello, you know what I'm doing over here? I'm saving Klai Yisrael. Saving Klai Yisrael. Another kid's going to be like, can we get going already? Like, what's your problem? What's your problem? And I'll be like, hello? You know, and you have the, and the next thing, and then everybody's, you know, and something spills in this, and something, and then the candles tip over. And all of a sudden, the whole, uh, you know, my whole vision of what this Hanukkah miracle is going to look like turns into like, you know, the miracle is if I don't get upset. That's going to that's gonna be the new, uh, the new Hanukkah miracle. So the, the Avaid over here is really that, of course, it's, you know, there's opportunity. There's opportunity. And we have to use our seichel, we have to use our common sense and know our own homes and, and know what's real. But at the same time, understand, there is this reality that exists. There's a reality. There's a reality that takes place on Hanukkah that really connects the nisim to the teva. There really, nothing really is changing. The Gemara tells us, we'll end with this. It's late. But the, the Gemara tells us in, in Tainus, it's a well-known story of Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, whose uh, daughter says, the, the Gemara says, he saw his daughter was sad, at seva. She was depressed, she was sad. Omar love, Rabbi Hanina says to her, Biti, my daughter, I say, what are you sad about? What's wrong? Omar she says, she says, Dad, by mistake, I used the vinegar instead of the oil to light the Shabbos candles. You familiar with this story? Yeah, they have it in the kids' books. By, by mistake, I used the vinegar instead of the oil to light my Shabbos candles. So he says to her, What do you care? What does it matter? Whoever, the, the same God that tells oil to burn will tell the vinegar to burn. And therefore, don't worry. And the Gemara says that the vinegar burned Tomatzi Shabbos. It lit, it stayed lit all the way till Havdalah. It stayed lit even longer than the oil. That's the Gemara. So the Ben Yayada asked two questions. He says, first of all, you're not supposed to rely on miracles, and you're not supposed to ask for miracles, because when you have miracles, it removes your schosim. So number one is um, that it's going to take away schosim. It's going to take away miracles. So why does he want, even want the miracle to happen? And number two is, you're not supposed to benefit from miracles. Ein nehenim mimaisenisim, Chazal teach us. You're not supposed to benefit from it. And over here, they're all, they're all benefiting from the Shabbos candles. That doesn't necessarily mean, by the way, the two candles that we light. Back then, they didn't have electricity. So it meant candles stayed lit throughout Shabbos. Right? It helped the Shalom Bayis, and people were able to see. So the Ben Yoda asks, what, what, what's happening here? And he answers, fascinating. Look at the story. It says, Rabbi Chimadu saw his daughter who lit the candles, and she was sad. Let me ask you a question. Can you light candles on, in vinegar? No. I mean, the wick might stay lit for a half a second. But it says she lit the candles. She says, look at the story. It's fascinating. He, gives, he says, obviously what happened was, is that Reb Chirim daughter lit the vinegar and it stayed lit. It sa- she said, I lit the candles. And that's why she was sad. Well, why she sad? So it says the other, she was sad because she thought she's using up her schosim. She's using up, she's using up merit. Because God's performing a miracle for me. And Reb Chirim tells her, no, you don't understand. In our home, Says the Bnei Yada, in our home, the whole year is Hanukkah. There's no, there's no such thing as, a, as nature, there's no such thing as miracles. There's just light in our home. The same way in our home, there's oil lights, vinegar lights, everything stays lit. It's all the same, it's all the same thing. There's no, there's no nafkamina between Teva and Nase. Everything comes together. 
And this is the message of Hanukkah. The message of Hanukkah is that, and this opportunity that we have over the next eight days, Nisim, things that seem to be miracles, Teva, things that seem to be nature, there's no such thing anymore. Those two words just collide, they come together, they become one, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when there's no longer Teva, there's no longer miracles, it's just the R, it's just this light that's been put away for Tzadikim and Gan Eden, and now we have that, the opportunity to tap into that over the, over the eight days of Hanukkah is, uh, is really a, a tremendous bracha and something that we should grab hold of for ourselves and for our families and Bez Hashem. May um, each of us be zocheh as we approach Hanukkah and going into Hanukkah, that all the Yeshuas, all the salvations from the Rebbeinah Shleilam's light will come into each of our homes. Shukayach.